This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to your Sunday special Stacey West podcast. I'm your host Gary uh, and I am here on my own technically uh, this evening slash this fine Monday morning depending on when you're listening Uh, and there's a reason for that. There's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, uh, there was a slight mix-up with uh, Mr. Beeston, who does our previews. He was under the impression he had emailed me a file, and he did not email me the file. Uh, So when I then eventually chased it, uh, it's left me recording quite late, and I couldn't really get one of the other boys in to discuss the Wickham game. Now, if I had got Chris in to discuss the Wickham game, unfortunately, it would have been chatter about um, nothing more than you guys had seen on the highlights. Uh, because Chris has, uh, was at the gig with me yesterday at Boston at the Gliderdrome called Dogfest. So we were there, um, didn't get a chance to watch the game. I've watched extended highlights back, uh, but Chris certainly won't have had time. He was watching, um, I say extended highlights, 94 minutes of rugby going 2-0 up and losing 3-2. I think he was pretty wounded by that. So uh, it's, a, it's a quick podcast basically to give you a little bit of a preview of Burton um, and, and just to give you a few thoughts from Wickham from what I've seen um, without going into kind of too much detail because it's just me and you don't want to just hear my voice. Um, so, I mean, obviously the win against Wickham yesterday, was ab- or whenever you're listening to this, of course, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't think anybody expected us to go there and come away with a win and a clean sheet, but that's Lincoln City, isn't it? In in 2022-23, we, we kind of deliver the unexpected. And when something is expected, that's when um, we sometimes don't deliver. But I think we can see the evolution of a side. I think throughout the Wickham game, from, from what I saw, and again, it's, it's kind of an extended highlights on Y Scout. You can pick and choose what, what you see um, and watch kind of all of the major chances, smart passes, that sort of thing. Um, and whilst the actual highlights on Sky Sports make it look like we had the best of the chances, in terms of XG, the game, uh, I think, favoured Wickham. Um, so I think that they had probably better chances without actually creating them, into you know, turning them into decent shots and, uh, and efforts on target. Uh, they had more possession. 
Um, I say significantly, but it, it was a, a kind of a 62-38, something like that. So actually, it followed a familiar pattern to many of our games from earlier in the season. Not so much dominance in terms of the Ipswich game, for instance, or Barnsley when we went to Oakwell. But certainly teams that, uh, that, that are probably in and around us have had more possession. Oxford and MK Dons are two that spring to mind. And I think when you put Oxford and MK Dons and Wickham all together, I see Lincoln City in that kind of, whether it's mini league or club size, you know, aspiring to, to have kind of above 7,500, struggling to top the 10,000 mark in terms of attendance. Um, wanting to be established League One sides, probably not quite big enough to get into the Championship unless it's a, you know, a one-off season. Wickham's promotion, remember, as a, as a result of the COVID um, season cancellation rather than a, a 46-game um, campaign. So I see as, as in and around that. And when you think, you know, we went to Oxford earlier in the season, we won two one, but again they they. When I say battered as they dominated the, the ball in the second half. MK Dons dominate the ball whenever you play them, don't always do an awful lot with it. I think Wickham are probably like a hybrid of those, that they do dominate the ball. They're quite direct, so they're certainly nothing like MK Dons in that respect. But I also think they're a little, um, they're savvy. You know, They are going to just finish above us, uh, as, as we know now. Um, but that's where we want to be. We want to be tagging on to this kind of top 10, top 8. Um, because if you're in and around that area, you only need to put a good run of form together like we have done recently. And if you if we put this together when we were, let's say, 8, we might actually be knocking on the door of, of a playoff spot. And I've said, I've said it a million times before, and that's probably an exaggeration um, as it comes out of my mouth. I've said it three or four times before. This division isn't as good as everybody thinks it is, and it's really not. There are three really good teams in Ipswich, Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday, and the team that finished third this year, I think the point, whatever points tally they get, will, would have been enough to have seen them automatically promoted at any season over the last something like 10 or 15 years. It's, 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 it's a good stat. So they're three really good teams. I actually think it's much of a muchness outside of those three. And when you think that we haven't actually lost to any of those three teams, so the three teams that are dominating the division, that the three that deserve to go up, and whether that's the case or not, I don't know, but the three that actually deserve in terms of points to go up haven't beaten us. Uh, and, and everybody else, for me, is beatable on the day. We've let ourselves down. And when I say let ourselves down, that, that's, that's, that's wrong because we've been a work in progress from the start of the season to now. So it's been a gentle evolution. But the games where we have paid the price to, uh, for, for kind of um, not naivety, but in terms of development, things like Cambridge away, things like Port Vale away, things like Fleetwood at home, Accrington at home, Cambridge at home, Charlton at home. You know, these games where we, we weren't dominated by these teams. But we didn't go on and get the win. Um, and, and so I think when you go away to a Wickham to bring it all the way back round to the beginning, you know, we don't have a lot to play for other than pride. And from a fan's point of view, that's, that's a, a, a sensible statement. From a team point of view, it's not going to be. You know, Mark Kennedy and, and the players aren't going to think, well, we've only got pride to play for. They want to finish as high as they can, um, which is 10th. That's the, further, that's the highest we can finish, isn't it? Um, but I still didn't expect us to go and get anything. Um, other than, than probably a draw. I didn't expect us to go and get a win. I didn't expect us to get comprehensively beaten either. Even with the injuries, even with Danny Bandrio out and um, Ben House out, obviously there was no Max Sanders, there was no Jordan Wright, there was no this, there was no that. So there were, you know, it, it, was, it was quite intense in terms of injury as well. So probably Wickham Away is one of the games you don't want to go. And I think it was Wickham Away last season where... We lost 1-0 early doors. I think it was a Max Melbourne and Josh Griffiths mess up. And, and you know, 
that was one of the results where you think, well, it's against Wickham, they're an experienced side, they know what they're doing at this level. You know, it's the one place you don't go inexperienced or you don't go at half strength. Lost their 3-1 in Danny Cowley's last game as well, if I remember correctly. So um, to get the result from there, I think, was, was really, really good. Look, everybody's going to talk about Lassie's goal, and I'm on with Ben on Thursday night, so Ben and I will doubtless discuss Burton as well as Wickham, given the, the kind of briefness of this podcast. Um, but I think it's really important to look at that first goal as well and not to lose sight of that. It's really, really easy to look at the headline goal and really easy to kind of wax lyrical about that. Um, but that first goal is typical of what Lincoln City have been doing well in the last six or seven games that we did not do well um, at per- in periods for the first 20, 25 games. And that was wonderful team football going backwards with a purpose. And it's possible had lots of criticism throughout the season about playing the ball backwards. Um, and playing the ball backwards in itself fundamentally isn't a problem. It's what you do with it. It's how you play it backwards. So um, I think it's plunge to Shadipo, Shadipo to Aran. And we've gone from our attacking left to the middle of the field. Then he's put a crossfield ball, Arahan, back across to Regan Paul, more or less on the halfway line. Now, if that ball then goes back to the goalkeeper, it, it's kind of a negative phase of play. I can understand why we do it, but it's something that gets the fans a little bit um, on edge. Playing with the freedom that we've played with in recent weeks um, and, and, and with the shuffle of personnel, as soon as Regan Paul gets that ball, had I been watching in real time, confess I wasn't, but as soon as he gets that ball, you don't think it's going to go back further. I knew it wasn't going to go back further. It was a goal. So, <laughs> you know, it was, I, was, I knew something was going to happen. But in real terms, I don't think the first thought is now to go back to the goalkeeper and to play it safe. We do it when we need to. Brilliant ball, but Dylan Duffy... Um, fantastic run, really nice little header. And it's those little runs in behind. It's those cross-field balls, 40, 30, 40, 50 yard knocks, which we've been doing better and better. Last Sorensen has been putting them across, for for instance, for Danny Mandrew to play Tisha Depot for the goal against Plymouth. And, but then there's other times when Lass has been on the receiving end of it and it was his goal against. Um, and it, it escapes me who we played a couple of weeks ago at home and Lass scored um, on the tip of my tongue. I want to say Cheltenham. Uh, might be wrong, but it was basically the, the last goal. We've been looking for that more and more. And at the beginning of last season, it was Lewis Monsma putting those balls across and it was like, we want to see a Lewis Monsma 50-yard pass. Now, they're coming from all over the place and it's a, it, the runs in behind are really impressive. And actually, if you look back to, I think it was Ipswich away um, earlier in the season, it was one of the games, it might have been Exeter, it was one of the games I watched um, with, with Chris at his we picked out that we were always looking for that crossfield ball and the runner in behind. So it's something that we've been trying to do. And I think that's really important to remember for going into next season is you can see what we were trying to do 20, 25 games ago. You could see the early patterns of play coming through. So actually yesterday's goals and the way that we've been playing football of late probably shouldn't be a surprise. And there was a, a, the podcast that we did way back in July um, and Mark Kennedy did a little presentation on tactics that day. Anyone that was there will remember it. And he was explaining how you would see us going backwards to come forward. So you'll see us do this, this and this, he goes, because we, and then he'd highlight a player in a completely different area of the pitch. So we're moving the ball here because this player is the one that we're focusing on. We're moving away from him. We're shifting the play. The ball will end up with that player. And I didn't see evidence of that early doors. But I think as the season's progressed and the, the players have kind of got comfortable with the system and, and, and we've shuffled certain players around and some players have clearly had to kick up the bum, by the way. 
um, and, and, and really kicked on, you've seen those patterns begin to emerge. I think it's a real reason to be positive. Going to Wickham and winning 2-0 makes you feel good. But you can kind of win 2-0 and it, it I don't want to say spawn, but you know what I mean. It can You can win 2-0 and come away and it'll be a, a penalty and a deflected goal and maybe you shouldn't have done. But we've won 2-0 with evidence, I think, of what we've been trying to do. And I think that's what's come through over the last six, seven games. Potentially since Fleetwood, the defeat at Fleetwood, we created more. We were people criticised that but actually I think we created more that day than we had done previously so I think the Fleetwood game actually was was partly a turning point even though we lost it I just think there's a lot of reasons to be positive and, and just winning 2-0 at Wickham isn't the reason but the manner in which we did it is and obviously there's Lassie's goal which you know that will now go down in folklore and I, I was with uh, Paul Tuplin at the gig uh, at Boston he came along as well and uh, Chris was there and I can't remember which one of it was but we said God, the last Lincoln player to score from the halfway line was and instantly it was like Mark Bailey Carlisle 2003 or 4 so you're talking 20 years ago you remember that goal 20 years time we'll still be talking about that last Sorensen goal still be talking about winning 2-0 at Wickham and I think in 20 years time we'll still be talking about the Mark Kennedy era in a positive light I really hope that that's going to be the case We'll get a good opportunity this week to see it for the penultimate time at Central Bank this season uh, when Burton Albion are the visitors. Uh, we've had some interesting tussles with Burton Albion at the bank over the years. I remember one, I think we lost 2-0 when uh, Paul Pesca-Salido was in charge. I remember obviously beating them 3-2 in the final game before COVID, 5-1 on the Boxing Day fixture a couple of years ago. And you know, Even playing Burton generally at their place where we've been on 1-2-0, they thumped us at their place on Boxing Day. So the Lincoln-Burton nearly always produces goals, um, although I think it was 0-0, the game that Chris Sutton resigned after potentially. Um, but again, two teams, shackles off. I think Burton, I think Burton are, are relatively safe now. I haven't got the league table in front of me, so it may be that they're um, completely safe. So it might be an opportunity for, for both teams to kind of um, to show what they can do. I think that we're playing with a real freedom. I think that we you know, we we look like we're we're putting on a little bit of the sh- a little bit of a show. Um, sorry, just checking. Actually, Burton could technically still go down, uh, but it's highly, highly unlikely. Um, I think mathematically they're not quite safe, but they're on 49. Morecambe in the last relegation place on 44. Can't catch them um, on 44 games of 41 points. Cambridge on 43 with 40 points. Technically could, uh, but they would have to overhaul a minus six goal difference, win all three of their games, and Burton would have to lose four which they have left which I don't think is going to happen so um, Burton more or less safe need a point to absolutely secure it so will they be tight will they be playing for the point will we be attacking are we going to see a goal fest will you be getting off your seat at Sinsel Bank on Tuesday night the man who's going to find out about it is Charlie Beeston he's made a Ben lack of research um, error he said uh, and I think that was pretty much exactly how he described it to me so um He's been talking to Edward Walker. Edward does the D3-D4 podcast. Burton Albion supporter did the previews with Jake before Charlie took over. Incredibly knowledgeable man. So uh, here's the point of this podcast, uh, the conversation between Charlie and Ed uh, recorded on Sunday. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the quarter pounder with cheese. Mmm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Stacey West preview show for Burton on Tuesday night. Um, I'm joined by Ed from the D3D4 podcast. Hi Ed. Hiya, good to have you. Good. Uh, right, so looking ahead to Tuesday night, like I say, Burton um, home game, the uh, well, our second to last home game of the season. God, it's coming around quickly. Um, so, 18th. Are you? I'm just trying to work it out. Actually, are you mathematically safe? Not yet. No, um, I think it's eight points with three, with most having three games less below. So very close now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good. Like I say, more, more or less close enough. Forty-nine points. No one else is gonna. Nobody else is gonna get that, are they? Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Um, so yeah, happy happy enough with how the season's gone, or a little bit disappointed that it's been so late on that you've finally managed to secure it. Well, I don't think any of us wanted a relegation battle in the first place. Well, you no. don't really, you don't want that in the level. But uh, it became quite clear really inside the first five or so games that we were going to be struggling this season. Rock bottom of the pile. I think we got one point on the first seven before Dino Mamre took over. So it was quite an uncomfortable probably first start of the season where we were getting ourselves back into the mix, but still feeling like a way off. And then a January window has a transformative effect on the squad. I think we've been a, a top half side since the turn of the year, really. So it's been a great turnaround, and it's it's a nice end of the season, albeit one that we're probably going to forget, probably going to put into the archives and send yeah. to the back of our minds at the end of this. But nice to see we're probably going to get over the line safe. Well, like you say, it is it is quite sort of transformative how how much you've come on because um, I think a lot of people, myself included, had you down. You yeah. know, if you were if you were doing sort of predictions back in October, November really wasn't expecting you guys to stay up and to now be staying up with what looks like you'll have done it quite comfortably and gone into lower mid-table rather than just out the relegation zone is well it's impressive really yeah it's similar to what we did um two years ago actually when Jimmy Mm. Thalassabank first came in I think they had 13 points at the halfway stage of the season uh, another January window that completely turned on its head and they hit I think they were in playoff form at that point in the second half of the year and ended up in a comfortable 16th place so we've been here before let's put it that way we're getting yeah. a bit familiar with it yeah you can, well that's the thing I guess at the end of the day as long as you as long as you stay up it's mm. it doesn't matter whether you start well or finish well at least at least you're staying up it's it's what it's it's what it is isn't it um so so sort of looking at the base stats you, you concede a lot, you know, second second most goals conceded in the league behind Forest Green only. Took seven um, games to hit 20. That, that's that been bad from the word go. They lost 3-0 yeah. on the opening day, 4-0 on the second day. 
So that goals against Colin has been a nightmare to look at, basically, from the word go. Mm. And I think it's, I almost kind of take 20 goals off it, really, in my head, because the first seven games were that bad. And I think since yeah. then, it's probably maybe a little bit more respectable to look at you do that way. Well, that was it. I mean, you you know, you sort of answered answered what was the next thing I was going to ask was, is, you know, is that just a few a few poor games, a bit yeah. of a blip, yeah. um, or is it fundamental to your whole game? But you know that. Then again, it's at least you are scoring a good a good amount. You know, you're scoring considerably, well, not considerably more than everybody else around you. But you know, you are mid table for goals scored. Um, so is it is it the fact that you've been playing like you want to score one more than your opponent, or is that something that you were trying to do early on and have now had to shift out of? No, I'd say that was the case certainly at home. I think I carry quite a lot of confidence in this team at home. I mean, you take our last three home results, uh, beating Barnsley 2-1, beating Sheffield Wednesday 3-2 and got a 1-1 draw with Bolton. So it has always felt like certainly at the Prelude we can take the game to the opponents. It's not necessarily been the case away from home where I think we've picked up a single point with Peterborough on the road against the top the top eight or nine sides so it, it's been a lot weaker away but we've certainly felt like at home we can take it to the stronger sides and then be competitive with the teams down the bottom and take points off them that's that's fair i mean you know we we unfortunately know a little bit too well this season how uh how you can just dispatch dispatch a team at home um you know it's uh it, it wasn't a nice boxing day for us um but you sort of you mentioned away from home form um you know away from home are you struggling that little bit more are you able to still kind of pick up results, but a little bit scrappier? You know, you're what fourth from bottom and on just away form. Um, I said actually, no, that's totally wrong. I think fifth from bottom on away form <laughs> is that makes all the difference. Yes, yeah. Well, it, it's out the relegation zone on away form. It is. So, it is. You know, it, it is massive. Um, you know, is it that? you are struggling to sort of put teams away quite as comfortably? Is it that you're not playing with as much confidence? Is it, what, what's the fundamental difference? I know, I know there's a lot of tough places to go. Mm, it, it's a good league. question that it, it's, I think it's the thing you most want us to work on as a, as a team um, mm-hmm. next season. Certainly it, it does feel like, I think about a lot of the trips I've done this season. It's not like they kind of gone to kind of slow the game down for straight kind of what's, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like be quite conservative with their approach, yeah. try to avoid conceding rather than actually going at the opponent, especially up against these top sides and the qualities ultimately shone through in a lot of them and they managed to get the win on the occasion. So, yeah, certainly has always felt like the majority of these points have, have come in home matches and away from home we felt a bit weaker and I think I feel like a lot of the performances where we felt like we completely got no chance has been away from home. It's just felt a little bit too conservative at times to what you want. I mean, there was a situation when we were in the real trouble where you wanted to be conservative, try and get as many points, continue yeah. to do as you can. But now I, I kind of like, I kind of hope that heading into next season, we start to be a bit more expressive on the road and start taking the game to teams a bit more. That's fair enough. I think it's, well, you, as much as you don't want your team to do it, I guess when you're going away from home and every every other away match seems to be at a 20,000 seat plus yep. stadium in this league. That's the way League you, One is, yeah. Yeah, you're coming up against some massive teams, some massive stadiums, some massive fan bases. I guess I guess it's difficult to go and play kind of expressive, expansive football and not easily fall into this kind of conservative mindset as much as you don't want it to happen. You're not surprised when it does, per se. Um, it, yeah, it, there, there can be tough games on the road in League One. but Yeah, there definitely can. And I, I think... 
we're not really that kind of an expansive team. We're always been no. a team. You'll have seen yourselves on Boxing Day. We're built around set piece threat. Mm-hmm. The throw-ins that are provided by our players, the deliveries that come in from Joe Powell. It's all about our centre-backs yeah. coming forward, attacking it, playing it back across. I mean, you take Sam Hughes, who scored against yourselves on Boxing Day and obviously got the goal last season as well at Lincoln. Uh, he's leading the team for assists at the minute with six. So it's a lot of case where he gets on the end of the header, will play it back across and someone will knock it in. So set-piece has been a big part of this team for the last two or so years now, and it still will be. Well, that's, that's something good for us, actually, um, because listening to Mark Kennedy's post-match interview last night, um, something that I hadn't actually realised is I believe, well, according to him anyway, we are top of the league for goals conceded from set pieces. So oh, what, wonderful. Least, least, least amount of goals oh, conceded I from oh, set pieces. So no, no, not, no, no, not to get your hopes oh. up. Not to get your, we're, we're top of the league of defending set pieces. There we go. Okay. There's, a, okay. there's a right way to put it. Um, so hopefully we can we can keep that part of it quiet but when you've got the like you say when you've got the threat that you've got from it it's it's going to be difficult um so it's a it's a frustration at times with us because i feel like there's too many occasions particularly on the road where we're looking for something we need a corner we need a three kick we need a throw to actually do something because the open play threat just doesn't seem to be there to the same level. And it's all these things that we're going to look at in this summer and think we need to improve on this because we just have to improve as a thought side or it's just going to be a similar season to last year again. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Um, if we can if we can keep it keep it down from the set pieces, then hopefully we can we can try and get our what, 17th, 18th clean sheet of the season, which, considering we're in 10th place, would be you pretty You don't incredible. lose at home anyway, so what's your problem? Oh, sorry, <laughs> not unless it's Peterborough, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> um, so looking at sort of your players then, um, obviously, you've got uh, Ad- Ad- Adebayo. Is that how you pronounce it? Adebayo. That's that's the one. Yeah. Um, obviously, him with sort of eleven goals. Is he is he the main sort of goal scorer? And when and if we can keep him quiet, we can try and keep. The He's not there. Quiet. He plays the is Bolton not- now. Oh bloody hell! Yes, ignore <laughs> me. Um, I'd love to have him back on Saturday. I'd love to have him on Tuesday, sorry. It'd be great. But uh, yeah, he's, he plays for the Whites now. So, looking at your squad and looking <laughs> at the guys in your squad, Dale Taylor has come in. Um, mm. A friend of mine is a, is a Forest fan and um, quite consistently for the second half of this season has been telling me that Dale Taylor is going to score a hat-trick against us in this fixture. Um, so... <laughs> obviously I'm very much hoping that doesn't happen is you know f- five goals in what 16 16 mm. starts um quite quite impressive for a young lad like himself is is he as much of a goal threat as his stats suggest yeah I think he's a really big prospect I mean we're not seeing the correct lot to a striker uh to be a Burton Albin centre forward you've got to have a really complete game to yourself be able to create moments out of nothing have good hold up play often operate as a lone man up there completely isolated and he's still able to contribute. I mean, I think his best game was away at Belt Park. Um, I think it was at middle of March. I think it was about a month ago from now. And he just looks one hell of a prospect. You have to remind yourself he's 19 years old. Because yeah. He doesn't look 19. I think it's part maybe the sleeve tattoo he's got or something that makes him look older <laughs> than he is. But he, he, he feels like someone's going to have a fantastic career. And I think if he's grabbing goals in a Burton team that doesn't give you a lot from open play, he could have a really good loan somewhere else next season. And maybe if Thoris go down, they might even use him in the championship. We'll just have to wait and see with that. Yeah, potentially. Um, he's somebody who I've who I've also seen a couple play a couple of times. Um, sort of obviously in highlights for you guys over the past sort of 
16 games or whatever um and i've watched him in a youth cup semi-final at forest last season he, mm-hmm. he does he does look like somebody who could very much make it at, at a top level as a striker you know um somebody who you don't like facing in in this league um like you say a complete forward so hopefully we can we can keep him quiet um so obviously we've spoken about certain players and the fact that you like set pieces but what kind of shape are we likely to be expecting you guys to play on Tuesday we tend to line up in a, uh, a either a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-1-2 the midfield three tends to tends to vary quite a bit part of the problem is that we're missing um Tom Hamer who's our, our first choice at right yep. wing back he's normally the guy who puts the long throw in um he's been injured the last few weeks we haven't really been missing him that much in terms of the results done quite well at home so it's tended to either be John Brayther put out there or into the back line, or I think the last couple of games, Deji Oshilaj is being played out there as a kind of bit more of a dynamic option that's normally the target of goal kicks. So McGillivray will send that up for him to try and win the header and flick on it and play yeah. from there. So I'd probably say that's probably our weakest there at the moment, right wing back. It's always felt a bit like a crutch because it's not really that attack heavy. You've got Zach Ashworth up the other side, who's a West Bromwich Albion loanee, quite exciting. He's a bit of a dynamic player, but it's always felt a bit more... What's the word? Kind of, kind of static down that right. Like the right winger would have it yeah. all to do if they were playing out there. There wouldn't be much support in terms of overlap. But then I think the strength of this team at the minute is probably the midfield three. Joe Powell, who's who's had the opportunity to drop deeper. We really realised how good complete his game is. He loves getting involved in the physical side of it. Great technical player. Sits deeper. He'll be the one putting in all the corners, all the three kicks, trying to get on the end of set pieces. And then the other guy who's really coming to the ball is Mark Helm who got bought from Burnley in January, 21-year-old technical midfielder, quite like Joe Powell, likes getting stuck in with the challenge, but he's someone who can receive the ball on the turn, carry it through midfield, got a brace in that win over Sheffield Wednesday. So it feels quite good having those two of those under contract because they feel like the kind of players we only used to get on loan, really. So having two yes. technical midfielders who are going to be here next season is quite nice to know. Well, that's the thing. I guess it gives you quite a good sort of foundation to mm. be able to build around for for next season because um, I, I guess that's the issue with this league is quite often you'll have five of your best 11 are loan players and you're having to rebuild every summer. So (laughs) I guess the ability to not have to do that is quite a positive for you. Um, So also looking at it, looking at, looking at Lincoln, are there any, are there any kind of players or anything that you fear about facing us um, sort of from an outside point of view? Quite like look at Dylan Duthie recently. He he seems to be coming to the boil at the minute. Mm. Um, Got a mate, Jake Tong, who's a Lincoln fan. He, he yes. rants and raves about Ethan Airhorn till the cows come home. So <laughs> I, I know how good he is. So I've been quite impressed oh. with Sean. I forget how young Sean Rowan is, for instance. He's, yeah. he's looked very good on the left side of the fence. And I mean, he used to be Jack Diamond. We can't talk about him anymore, obviously. So I suppose it, it's weird with Lincoln, isn't it? Because they feel like they're, they're probably a, a couple of clinical strikers away from being really good. I like Ben House. I think he's been absent recently, hasn't he? So Luke Plan just had yeah. to play. So, yeah. They're the odd, they're the weirdest team in this league, Lincoln. I don't understand how you've got half the results you have. How you're so good against these top ranked sides, and they're just quite average against everyone else. And in that home record, it's it's you're really hard to understand. Really strange team. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. You've you've kind of nailed it in one. I I, I can't. N- none of us, no Lincoln fan, can explain to you what it is. Mm. It is it is really weird. Obviously, obviously, from a kind of tactical point of view, when a team comes at us and tries to play sort of total football or anything like that against us, we have the ability to sort of beat the press and go forward. So from a tactical point, that's 
probably why we're picking up a good few points from some of the top teams because we can hold on defensively. We are, you know, incredible. Um, there's no, there's no denying that. But now that we have got a few really good creative attacking players that have come into the forefront over the last sort of what six games we currently are unbeaten, four wins, two draws. That was a little bit earlier in the season. That would have been two wins, four draws. But we're scoring that little bit more now because, well, because these creative players are really, really thriving. Like you say, Dylan Duffy's come in. He got his first goal yesterday. Um, last Sorensen, he's got two goals now in three games. And obviously, I don't know. He's if not doing that. He better not do that again. I'm leaving if he does that again <laughs> I'm on Tuesday. Say, Honestly, I'm going just... to walk out. <laughs> and the, the thing was, last, if you could pick any player on that pitch that you would want to score that goal, it's last. Because he's just the most lovable, <laughs> lovable player that a club has ever had. You just you you want to give him a lifetime contract after that yesterday. In fact, you probably wanted to give him that before yesterday, but um, definitely wanted to give him it after yesterday. But yeah, you know we we like to sort of try and play, but know that playing football in this league can be very difficult. So sometimes you just have to soak up the pressure and beat teams on not not even on the counter because we're not that much of a counter-attacking team but it's taking our opportunities when we get them um so obviously hopefully we can do that on tuesday i'm not saying that you guys are going to come at us like you say if you're a bit conservative away from home hopefully we can try and sort of barrage you well, in the I, first, quite, I quite like the yeah. idea that this just becomes a bit of pre-season madness or post-season mm. madness even with two kind of beach teams who just say you know what yeah. let's just let's just have some fun I'd quite well, like that, even even though we're not mathematically there yet, we basically are. I think we might we could even lose on Tuesday and still mathematically be over the line yeah. with the way the results go. So I, I quite like I quite like a bit of entertainment before the season's up. Just have a frantic end to end game, you know, a bit like the Port Vale one minus the red yeah. cards. Yeah, yeah, it it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all because that's been kind of how we've been playing recently. Not you know we, we've kept the defensive foundation. We keep we're still getting clean sheets. You know we've had out of those four wins that we've had over the past sort of five or six games, three of them have been 2-0 wins. So it's we're able to win comfortably, but we're making teams, we're making them look, like like I say, comfortable, easy. Um, hopefully we can do that against you. Keep a clean sheet, but make it an entertaining game. That I don't think really it nice. could be entertaining if we don't get a clean sheet. No. Well, it'll, it will be for us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let you have a few shots, but we're going to save them. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be reasonable. We'll be nice. <laughs> so, I guess talking about that then, score prediction. What are you What are you expecting Ooh. from Tuesday? Uh, do, I I go nuts I and say, do I go nuts and say 4-4 four, four, or do I say be realistic? <laughs> um, I mean, 4-all I mean, is kind of realistic. It is a draw. It is, it is. I, I just kind of hope Sam Hughes can keep his record up and get another go, another goal against you because I want, wanted to add some more. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how Lincoln are because the problem is, I think for us Burton fans, it's kind of still scarred by that Boxing Day where we just think you, we don't really understand how you are because it was just such a poor first half that was left them completely out of sight. And I'll be honest with you, I'm really not bothered what happens on Tuesday. <laughs> As long as it's not like six nil to Lincoln or anything like that, I, I'm we're just kind of enjoying these last few games of the season, going over yeah. the line. Got yourselves. We've just been at Derby. Yeah, we're down at Plymouth on Saturday, so some three away trips in a row. Uh, let Let's say two two. Let's Let's have a high score draw. Why not? I'll. Uh, I'm going to go for a three one. Okay. 
I th- it wouldn't because it purely because it wouldn't surprise me if Sam Hughes does score because it's, it's going to happen. Um, so. <laughs> but what would be really nice if he could score in his own net and give us an own goal, you know, a bit, bit of redemption. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like we're kind of going to want to hit back quite hard and aggressively after yeah, Boxing I, I kind of feel that. Yeah, and I feel like we've, we're playing well enough to be able to do so. So I'm, I'm going to go for a comfortable Is Ben House going to be around? We're not sure. I hope so. Um, I don't know if you saw our bench yesterday. Our bench was made up of six academy kids and yep. um, TJ Omer. So we have I'll do. eleven. I'll do we, have a, we, we have eleven players out injured at the minute. Um, ben House, obviously being one of them, I'd like him to be back for Tuesday. But if, if he isn't, then I feel like we can still get the goals from elsewhere in the team, especially now, like you say, with the way Dylan Duffy's been playing. So yeah, I don't think goal scoring is going to be too much of an issue, but. Ben House does definitely change the game for us. Yeah, I, I apologise I'm getting distracted, by the way, because I've got Newcastle Tottenham in the corner and they're 5-0 up inside 20 minutes. Who are Newcastle? Newcastle are 5-0 up on Tottenham in 20 minutes. I know it's got nothing to do with Burton and Lincoln. Oh, my. Wow. But I've just got this in the corner here and I'm absolutely <laughs> stunned. Sorry, get distracted. Go on, carry on. No, no. Don't, um, ah, football, eh? Just football. It's... Absolutely. That's, uh, I prefer not to see that on Tuesday. Let's put that that way. I, I was literally about <laughs> to say, five I wouldn't, down in I wouldn't minutes, mind that on like, Tuesday I'd rather night. not have I that. I wouldn't mind that on Tuesday night. I, uh, I don't normally watch too much of the uh, too much of the Prem, but uh, to, a, to a 5-0 after 20 minutes is a bit of an odd one. <laughs> right, well, we shall... Uh, I'll, I'll let you go off and watch the game. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck for... Tuesday, like I say, I'm I'm glad that you guys have stayed up because yeah. hopefully we can just get two easy victories against you next season. Uh, <laughs> worth a try. Um, <laughs> I just I, it won't go like that anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, like I say, glad you guys have stayed up and um, good luck for the rest of the season and good luck for Tuesday. Hopefully, it could be like I say, hopefully it could just be an entertaining game. Yeah, I both, like Sinsel. I like Sinsel Bank. Fans. I love I love your mix of stands. It's it's unique since bank. There's nothing. Funnily enough, so do I. <laughs> I'm quite a fan as well. But yeah, <laughs> perfect. Cheers very much for that, then, and good pleasure. Luck. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, I just need to apologise as well. I'm recording this late. Um, still not hungover, but absolutely shattered. Yesterday was a was a twelve hour day, uh, and it appears that I had the microphone that's on my headphones. I didn't even realise it has one, but it does. Um, I do it every time. So if there was a little bit of noise earlier when I was talking, my apologies, um, massively for that. Uh, that was Ben and Ed Edward uh, from D three D four. Check him out. Check out D three D four. It's a really great site. Um, got lots of time for the guys. They're really knowledgeable, and they're churning out some some good articles. I think they've got a Patreon as well so they're they're really good they're really good for uh for lower league content so that's more or less your lot um it's turned out a little bit longer than i imagined again apologies for the kind of the rush nature of it but obviously we we are trying to fine-tune the content um plan for next year so the idea will be every tuesday match will be a, a, a sunday special of some description um because most of the time chris and i will be watching a game rather than going to a gig um and and obviously we'll plan it so that we can have ben involved um as well obviously being uh the the, the long-term co-host so it won't be the sunday won't just be us guys um but we just kind of 
feeling it out and seeing how it works at the minute so hopefully you're enjoying it let us know what you think any comments questions or queries drop us a shout do subscribe to the youtube channel and um, we are looking at putting charlie's previews on youtube as we go forward into the new year and then doing a few other bits and bobs with that as well so fantastic thank you very much for listening and as always up the imps the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.